All right, guys, we are back. Beyond the Stage podcast. This is episode 10, I believe, either 10 or 11. This is definitely a test now. This is a test run of George's immaculate Wi-Fi. And that's the sole reason why this podcast has not been uh, not been around for a little while. Obviously, we ran it over the lockdown, but it's uh, taken a little bit of sabbatical because when, funnily enough, when you can't connect to your uh, to your partner host, it, uh, <laughs> it makes a podcast pretty hard to run. <laughs> that's Especially when there's two of you. Yeah, definitely. The guests just about made it through uh, some of our <laughs> previous episodes. So, yeah, we're back. Obviously, we wanted to do sort of like, you know, more frequent episodes. George mentioned it when he was up the other weekend, didn't you, mate, about sort of like, you know, both documenting where you're at a little bit more in detail outside of what you already do on YouTube, um, but also sort of following my prep this year, if we can do that and get people along on the journey and on some of the episodes. Because the whole, you know, goal when we, sort of launched this was to sort of talk to more competitors and even competitors that people might not have heard of that are doing well in the natural scene and obviously we've got like shows starting really really soon we've got you know the first UK FBA show coming up in like under 10 weeks so you know it's exciting times there's going to be people stepping on stage coming out of the uh the shadow so to speak so there's a lot of people especially in natural bodybuilding where they're not on social media. They don't document the preps and they come out of nowhere. They compete. Um, you know, like last year, the guy that beat me at the, the UK, UK FBA show, like total unknown on social media came out of the woodwork, crazy physique and, uh, and, and did the job, you know? So there's going to be a lot of people like that this year. That's for sure. For sure. I'm, uh, I'm excited for it. Even like just being to a few shows this year, mate, it just gives me a bit of an itch to, to go back on stage and, uh, I love competing. I just fell. I've just ever since I competed in 2019, just love it, and I can't wait to do it again. And I can't wait to see you prep this year as well, and uh, you going for that pro card. Um, but what 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 we should talk about first? Just an update. Like it's been pff, months, isn't it? It's been it's been a, it's been a while. Do you want to go first? Yeah, for you sure, go. I can do. Yeah, no problem. So I think we actually plan to do the episode and I actually have the thumbnail of that episode of like goals for 2021 which is pretty much like the week that I started prep and um, we're going to do an episode then sort of wrap up like what my actual targets were for this year condense them down and, and give obviously you know the, the listeners an idea as to what I actually wanted to do and why I was competing again so I guess sort of to wrap up that a little bit so obviously like you mentioned just there like you know this year going for profile etc and to be honest like this year really isn't all about that. Like for me, this year is definitely about winning a British title. I want to do that. Absolutely. And in my head, I am ready to compete against whatever comes up against me to win a British title in my category. That's what I really, really want to do. And that's what I'm you know, sort of creating a vision of in my head. And, you know, I know that last year I was, I was close to doing that. And so I know that I'm within striking distance and I'm not as far off as I might have thought I was going to be having jumped up from juniors to men's open Mm -hmm. and obviously then winning a European title getting the the PNBA pro status which now is sort of the pro status in the UK FBA um it it sort of made me step back and think and I had several chats with Lee about using that pro card and and you know going forward and doing pro shows and I think the thing is like when I turn pro I really do want to be a competitive pro athlete and last year's physique would not have been a competitive pro athlete physique. And it needs to be 
needs to be leaner, needs to be leaner, hundred percent, and it has has to have some more muscle in the future. Absolutely, I think, you know, realistically, I'm you know I'm not going to be gaining you know tens or you know fifteen twenty pounds of muscle um, over the next five years or so. That's just probably not going to happen again. You know, that sort of like ten pound jump from junior to men's open was a byproduct of, of being those very responsive younger years of training and, and, and sort of sensitivity to growth. So it's probably not going to happen in that fashion. Again, I will go up in stage weight steadily over the years, but realistically, you know, now it's about playing my cards when it comes to the, the structure that I have and getting in good, into good condition, which I know that I can, you know, that's, basically the only reason why i was able to win a junior british and world title was that i have decent structure for bodybuilding and i couple that with like good conditioning um and good presentation and if i'm able to accumulate all of those things and put that on stage i think that it will end up doing i think it will end up doing well you know without sounding like i'm being cocky about it i just think that it will um and, uh, you know, previous years have kind of sort of proved that to me that I have got potential in the sport. And I just want to, I want to really, really prove what that potential is. And I don't think that I capitalized on that fully last year. So that's the goal within competing this year. And also I just had a really sort of productive off season as well, as much as it was short, it's very productive. Um, I got asked a lot sort of, you know, what made that productive, you know, what made those six months so, so good for me. And, I think actually in some ways the lockdown helped. It, it kept me very, very sort of like, you know, structured and resilient. I had a training time that I had to be in a certain gym by, otherwise I wouldn't get to train. And that was earlier than my normal training time. So it made my mornings crazy efficient. Um, it just got me into, uh, uh, forced me into such a crazy sort of like habit creation mechanism, which I think, allowed me to, to to maintain that the whole time rather than in previous off seasons i'd maintain it for like you know three four months and then some of those habits would would start to fall off and that would impact the routine the sleep everything um i think also like without beating around the bush having someone like loz in in in, in my life is has been a complete game changer in terms of taking stress off she helps me so much with the meal prep side of things getting basically pretty much all of my day ready in a lot of ways, um, which you know may sound like oh, you're a bit greedy asking for that. She likes doing it. She's got a slightly less sort of packed and rammed day than I have in some ways because she's, you know, just studying and doing a small amount of coaching at the moment. So she has a bit more time on her hands. So, uh, you know, that, that kills out, you know, an hour of my day that I usually spend meal prepping she you know will box that off for me and i'm allowed to focus on the only stressor in my day really is just any stress that i create myself through work if i manage my day well my stress is just so rock bottom um that again i think that's just massively led into a productive push-up phase um a productive off-season stress management is is so grossly overlooked in bodybuilding it's crazy like people just don't realize how much of an impact that it has um, so if you can get yourself into a position where stress is low and, and day to day, you know, you're able to sort of just focus on enjoying what you do from a coaching perspective, if you are a coach, um, or whatever you do in general, just having, having fun with it, um, and being relatively low stress is going to show massively in your progress. So 
Um, that's that with uh, that side of things. And then sort of update on where I'm at right now. I am, as of recording, this is Wednesday, 30th of June. So I'm 15 and a half weeks out from the UK finals. I do imagine that I will probably find something a little earlier, not much earlier, but hopefully two or three weeks out from that where I can jump in and do a bit of a practice because I went on my story the other day and I talked it through and I said to myself that that's my one shot. I just realized how that's the same mistake that I made last year where I had one shot and I didn't quite nail it. And then I had another shot and I, and I, and I definitely improved somewhat with the, the, the strategy that I went into the show. So I know for sure I want to pick something like doesn't really matter. PCA, two bros, natural, um, a local show doesn't really matter all that much. I'd like to be competitive. So what I choose might be something that I'll be a little bit more competitive in. So I'll try and figure that out closer to the time, but I want to do something as sort of a bit of a warm up show. And uh, then obviously the main goal is the UKFBA. And then following that, um, the shows that fall after that with the UKFBA is, is, is the target. I have put in the schedule to do a two bros natural show as well um, at the beginning of November, but doing that one heavily depends as to what falls as a byproduct of the UKFBA. Cause if I get invited to do the worlds or, the natural Olympia, which follow the finals, then I'll almost definitely do them as um they're they're definitely some of my main focuses within bodybuilding is to progress as high as I can within sort of what falls off the back of the UK FBA shows in my in my my that's sort of my goals. Yeah. Um and yeah, weight wise, I'm 180 pounds like right now. My last stage weight was 162. So I'm not that far off and if i keep losing at the current pace which is about around about 1.5 to 2 pound a week i'll be at my last stage weight within the next eight to ten weeks so it's coming pretty quick and i know if i get there um i'm gonna be pretty close so i've then got like four or five weeks <laughs> to just pull away at those final little bits so i i think in all honesty george like, i think i'm just i think i'm probably gonna be very much the same weight around about 160 to 162 or probably lighter on stage than last year. I wouldn't be surprised. And that doesn't mean that I've not built new muscle. It just means I'm leaner. So we, we both agreed, didn't we? When I came up last weekend about, you know, you needed to bring better condition um, last year. And that's something that we're going to mess. Namely, namely through the glutes. Yeah. It's just the glutes really. And yeah. the hamstrings. Like the mm. thing is that I'm not saying that I didn't because a lot of people will probably look at my shots and say, oh, well, you got into good, great, like really good condition. But condition is not just like looking great from the front and the side. Yeah, it's everywhere. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited, mate. I'm really am excited. Um, I always love following your preps, I must admit. And like even last year, I thought you looked great. I thought the improvements you made from 2017 were, was was phenomenal. And I think just by seeing your off season and seeing you in person, you can clearly see that you've made big steps forward in even it's just a short period of time. It just makes you wonder. And we, we spoke about this a while back about, you know, is, is actually two years off. I mean, yeah, it's beneficial, but do you need that length of time off to make the improvements that you need? Yeah. It really depends, doesn't it, on the individual. But certainly for yourself, you've, you've proven that the two years does work. You've also proven that a short period of time with just nailing it day in, day out and being a bodybuilder you can make just as just even 
just as good progress in in, in the space of two years in, in six months so it just goes to show really yeah absolutely anyway mate i've blabbed on for way <laughs> way too long about myself i know you've had a little bit of a different sort of you know definitely last month or so in comparison yeah. um and it just shows like how and mate you know if you scroll back a year ago in my life my time this time a year ago was shockingly shit yeah so it just shows how you know things can be very much ab- ebbs and flows in bodybuilding can't they but you know take the listeners sort of through where where you've been at mate so it started about you know two weeks ago and i just got to a point where i was like this lifestyle that i'm leading is is not the lifestyle i want anymore like I, i'm getting to a point where i smoke every day it's 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 more and more like back backlog to a year and a half ago at the beginning of lockdowns i started smoking just once a week for just to relax kind of help me with the the mental side of things i mean in the first week of the lockdown i had a big hit in terms of business and i was like wow okay what's going on here um and i, I used that tool that cannabis that tool to relax me and it, i must admit i'm not gonna lie it did help you know I, I don't condone smoking but there are benefits to smoking but unfortunately that sort of I'm, I'm quite an extreme person with everything i do i always take things way too far than what it needs to in my 2019 prep did it with smoking and it became more of a frequent thing so start off once a week then three times a week then five to, five times a week then seven days a week and then it gets to a point where like i told you i'm spending 400 pound a month on smoking cannabis i'm thinking for what and i you know the waking up in the morning feeling tired like waking up it takes about five hours to wake up until i feel somewhat normal you know, and then I'm smoking and I'm passing out on the set. You think waking up with a stiff neck at two o'clock in the morning, crawling into bed. It's just that lifestyle I, I didn't want. So I knew I was going up to AJ's last weekend. Um, and I thought, right, this is an opportunity for me to change my life. New beginning and distract myself from obviously what I've been doing previously for the year and a half. So I've been, what's it today? 11 days clean, 12 days, 11 or 12 days clean um, yep. from smoking, yep. completely cold turkey. I must admit, it's been probably one of the hardest weeks of my life, especially the first week. Um, the withdrawals, the night sweats, the routine I've had. I've had to change a lot of things in my life. But I, I've, I've pulled through. I, I must admit, I've pulled through. I've, I've had my moments where I felt down. I've had real bad anxiety, a little bit of depression. And I've also had a little bit of anger and frustration out of nowhere. I don't know where these emotions came from. I think it's where I've almost kind of use cannabis as a tool to hide that sort of emotion. And now I haven't got it. It's kind of, I don't know how to deal with that sort of emotion. So it's been, it's been hard. I must admit I've hit rock bottom last week. I did really suffer with hit. I, I hit my car into a wall. Don't know how I did that. Just really got angry. Dented the side of my car. I lost my Apple watch in the same day. Found out I had a stomach ulcer that obviously I've been trying to nurse for the past two to three months. So a lot has happened in a short space of time, but I pulled through the first week and honestly, mate, I feel like a new person. Like it's so weird. Like I'm living off this sort of natural high right now, now where like I wake up in the morning, I feel great. I started journaling. I have every morning I journal, I write down my goals. I write down what I'm grateful for. I meditate every morning. I meditate before I go to bed and all this stuff that I used to probably slate you know six months ago i think all this is all hippie shit don't do any of that honestly mate it's made a massive difference for me to transform my life and uh now i'm 11 days clean i don't even think about it you know i've moved on from that my appetite is starting to come back to normal now the only issue is i'm struggling a little bit with my stomach ulcer um 
I've, I've been on medication for that for the past nine days. Um, and they've prescribed me like PPIs, which basically is something which you use to reduce the amount of stomach acid your body creates. Or, and then obviously you can allow your, your ulcer to heal. Um, and I've ever since I've had that stomach ulcer, it's made me build crazy amounts of anxiety when it comes to eating. Like you witnessed firsthand what it's like me eating. Um, yep. And for yourself, it was an absolute nightmare. It's one of the worst, like this past month before I got my medication, absolute nightmare, nightmare trying to eat. And I've been pushing four and a half thousand calories in and I've been doing it, but I've been either throwing up, going to the toilet 10, five, 10 times a day, ridiculous. Um, and I've just told myself, right, I need a break. So ever since I trained with you on that Sunday, which was about what, 10 days, nine, 10 days ago now, yep. I've, uh, I've not trained at all. I've stuck to two, three meals a day, kept to foods which are low in, not no acidic foods, so tomatoes or, or anything that's going to trigger my stomach like that. I've been sticking to mainly like a high fiber sort of basic, bland, boring diet. And it's been boring. Don't get me wrong. I've been sitting there thinking, oh, I could smash this, smash that. But I just need to look after my health uh, right now. And today I was meant to go to the gym. Um, and I started pushing food this morning more than what I was used to. So, you know, I had two meals and it was like half past nine and I was like, right, I want to get on. But then my stomach was just like, okay, no, it's not, not time just yet. Um, so I think I'm going to wait till the two week mark until I decide to go back into doing something and just allow my body to rest because it's been, you know, brutal past two, three months of putting in food and sitting on the toilet. I'm not going to lie, mate. Sitting on the toilet five plus times a day is no, draining. No. It drains the no, shit no. out of you, literally. Yeah. Um, and then it got to a point where, and sorry if anyone's eating their food right now, but I was eating my meals and I just threw my meal up. And then all of a sudden it was just a blob of blood that came out. And I was like, this is not good. This needs sort because I've never puked up blood in my life. Um, and ever since I went through the, the actual doctors through the NHS, absolute waste of time. Went privately, honestly, the best decision I've ever made. Um, got me seen in the, the day. They looked after me. I was in there for about an hour. She spoke to me. She calmed me down. She told me what the issue was. Um, and it was funny enough, I went to the doctors through the NHS in the morning. She did the exact same test, said there was nothing wrong with me. Went to the private. First thing she did, palpated my stomach. Oh, what's that? Pushed down in it. And I was like, oh, she's like, that's a stomach ulcer. Um and then from there, she's like, right, I'm, I was like, Are you sure? She's like, I'm a hundred percent sure. Um, and I was like, wow, I've been through the hospital. I've been through the doctors um, by the NHS and nothing, they've not got me anywhere. But that one session I had with the private health, it, it sort of, it gave me, you know, it gave me clearance. So she gave me some beta blockers, um, which I, I've been taking still, but I'm looking to stop because I don't really have anxiety over food anymore. And it's not really something I want to rely on. And again, it's, it's not natural at the end of the day, which is something I, I want to obviously remain for now. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep taking the medication. I need to give it obviously a little bit more time, but I'm just, I'm very impatient. I want to get back to it. I want to get back into training, doing what I love because it's quite miserable and depressing seeing myself in the mirror, quite deflated after 11 days, not training and only eating two, three meals a day. And I've lost 10, over 10 pounds so far since then um, which has been quite hard to to kind of stomach as well almost so health is the main priority for me but onwards and upwards I know what's going on um whereas before I didn't know what's going on and I kind of left it for too long um and that was a lesson learned lesson learned but I think the smoking contributed towards that because smoking made me lazy I didn't want to find out my issues but ever since I stopped I was like right let's just put everything on the plate and just 
figure things out. And ever since I've done that, I feel like a new man. Um, just need to get this stomach stomach sorted, and I'll be good. But yeah, that's yeah. that's that's pretty much it. I went to the Lake District on the weekend for my me and my missus' free anniversary. It was lovely. Um, something a little bit different. At Diesel, we absolutely loved it. How was um, the Airbnb? Oh, amazing. Um, got a hot tub, the lot, you know, I went full, you know, all out I did on the weekend and I didn't give a shit about it. I just enjoyed myself Good, and uh, obviously just kept very wary of food, you know, food choices, things like that. Made my own food throughout the days and, you know, had a little bit like, for example, went to a restaurant, kept it kind of basic when I went there. Um, but yeah, I feel recharged even though it was two days. It was a really nice two days and just can't believe like how peaceful and quiet it was up there. It's like a different, I've never been that far up North. I don't know if it's like that up North in general, but yeah. it's just so peaceful and quiet in the Lake district. It makes you realize I speak quite loud and everyone's really quiet. I'm thinking, fuck, is this what it's like up here most of the time? But honestly, <laughs> I definitely, if you want a weekend away, just relax and just see some really nice sites. Lake district is really, really the place to go for me. Um, I'll definitely be going again. That's for sure. So yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at, mate. Um, just health comes first at the moment which is something which I've, I've not done for a long, long time, but I'm glad I'm doing it. Yeah. I think, I think you summed it up well there, mate. You know, like this is the thing that I think that, you know, people who are listening or watching this, like need to take home is that sometimes bodybuilding can't be the priority. And as, as, as difficult as that is, especially for someone like you, who is very dedicated towards your craft in all shapes and forms as a coach, as a bodybuilder, as a con and creator, it's very hard for you to accept coming off that gas pedal, but because you, you're putting the gas pedal down now hard on something else, which is health, prioritizing recovery, prioritizing, you know, getting back to a position where you can pass put the, the bodybuilding gas pedal back down, you mm. know, that that's what allows you to actually move forwards. Whereas, yeah. you know, if you'd spent sort of like you were doing in previous, in previous weeks and months where you, you know, I don't think, even until the last couple of check-ins before you went and actually got it checked, you barely even mentioned that you were going through the agony that you were going through. Like mm. you mentioned it a little bit with your appetite, but you never really sort of explained the severity of it until you, until you actually came up. Um, mm. And that's the thing is with you, like that's something that we need to still work on. I think to a degree is just your level of honesty within what you're suffering with. I think you're, you're very much someone that, I think like me, I, I don't like admitting when I've got something wrong. I fuck, I fucking hate it to be honest. Sorry for the language, but I really don't like it. Um, yeah. because I'd rather just pretend that I'm fine. Um, and I, and I talked about that a little bit on the, um, podcast I did with, uh, Luke and Nick about sort of, you know, natural bodybuilding and blood work. There was a question that they sort of put to me and, uh, I said, you know, often you'll know whether something's wrong and you'll get them then get it checked but then you get a lot of bodybuilders that think something wrong is normal, like fatigue, like chronic fatigue, which could be a sign of, for example, low, tes low testosterone is normal, you know, suffering on extremely low food as a result of skewed thyroid hormones is normal, you know, like a lot of bodybuilders just try and feel normal when you're not feeling normal. So I think admitting that is, is something that I think self-awareness is in general as bodybuilders is something that's hard to come by. Mm, for sure and i've been quite honest you probably see on instagram as well. i've been quite honest about it on my stories like kind of breaking down like the first week of when i stopped smoking and even just the stomach ulcer issue and yeah sometimes I'm, I'm probably a little bit too honest and sometimes i feel like right george you need a little bit of privacy here and there but at yeah. the same time like so many people have helped me out with 
my issues. So many people have gone through the same. And yeah, as bad as it sounds, it kind of makes me feel a little better knowing that other people are kind of suffering as well yeah, with, no, with what I've got. And it kind of reassures me that things can get better. Um, but ever since I've documented it, I've been really grateful for everyone that's messaged me, helped me out with just advice about what you should do. And I've actually taken the advice and it's helped me out massively. So yeah, it's, it's something which, like, like you said, you know, I, I don't like admitting defeat. I'm one who will find a way around absolutely everything I could. I, I'll, I'll always find a way, but it's got to a point where I've literally had to say, like, I've got to put my hands up and say, I'm done. I've, I can't keep doing this anymore because, you know, like I said, it was just draining, sitting on the toilet, puking up my food. And I don't really tell my, many people that because I, I feel like, yeah, I can just fight for it. But like I said, it got to the point where puking up blood you know black tarry stool sorry for all the information it's just like that is just not normal yeah. um and i'm so glad i've got it sorted out now and hopefully i can just with time just get better and get back into it and just be a better bodybuilder as well because it definitely has hindered my training over the past couple of months now you know like i'm not i'm eating four and a half thousand calories for someone who's five foot six hundred eight pounds at the time i wasn't gaining any weight from that mm-hmm. and half of it i was just going to the toilet puking it up most of the time and it's just going around in this sort of vicious circle so it's definitely something that you know i'm not, even like just now when i think about this sort of fresh start i'm like i'm gonna get myself new log books you know new new everything i'm just gonna get everything new and just kind of get excited for it so when i do go back i know that things are going to be 10 times better because don't get me wrong like that some sessions i was like wow i'm like fatigued dragging my ass through i'm thinking i shouldn't be like this right now yeah. i should I be in the pool workout yeah like you would that is yeah, that is a normal sort of scenario. The past couple of weeks before that, that's how I was going through my training sessions. So, uh, yes, I've had to accept defeat, but I'm, I'm excited to get back into it, uh, really see where I can take things towards the end of this year. That's for sure. Um, I'll be back. Yeah, 100% I'll be back. You will do. But yeah, that's that's pretty much my update. I'd love to talk about training and my physique and stuff like that, but I've generally got nothing to talk about when it comes to, uh, when it comes to that element. Seen. You will have seen, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a matter of time. Um, we had obviously the uh, the Puerto Rico Pro over the weekend. Like in terms of UK bodybuilding, that was fairly big, wasn't it? Because we had uh, um, Aaron in figure, Neil in classic, and obviously Jamie in, in opens. What do you think of that show? Did you yeah. follow much of that? I, I followed it. I mean, with with Neil, it's so strange because when I see him on stage, when I see like the build up to his like two weeks out one week out it looks fucking great but when it comes to the actual presentation on stage just it just isn't nailed with him yet I just haven't seen uh, uh him on stage and go wow that's fucking awesome like that's the best I've seen him so far I always see like two three weeks out he looks great when it comes to stage like it's not the same um Jamie I think he's looked best for sure like that's the best I've ever seen him yeah he looks, I mean, he's he really looks, he looks he's, yeah since he's low, he just needs more time to fill out his, you know, he's such a big lad. Yeah. Takes so much time to fill out his frame, like especially from the rear. Um, I think he's he, I think he's kind of like I think he's definitely admitted that. I don't know whether you watched his like little recap video bloggy thing, but I put it on whilst I was eating my first meal this morning. And I think he's he's planning to I think he's either gonna do the the Arnold and call it quits or or call it quits now on the season. I think he's just Realised that when he did a show like that and at that caliber, he's not going to be able to accumulate enough points to get to the Olympia, which is yeah. again pretty cool to hear someone sort of you know be that self-aware that he knows he needs a little bit more time just for the 
Because at that level, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's just mm. absolutely insane. Mm. You know, the muscularity on those top guys is, it's like, it's like hard work and top tier genetics combined, you know? Yeah. And he, he has the potential. He does. Like from the front, like that's very, very good. Like that's hard to beat from the front, especially his front relaxed. Yeah. This is amazing. But then you turn to the rear and it's like, okay, yeah, this is where, this is where the work needs to happen. But like you said, he's such a big lad. It's so hard to fit. He's done really well to get to where he is. Yeah, as someone who's six foot five or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, I must admit he's he's done well. And Aaron, I, I, I don't get me wrong, I don't follow females as much, of course. But from what when she competed, was it twenty nineteen? Was it twenty yeah, nineteen? She got a pro card, I believe. Yeah, yeah, she had. I must yeah. admit, she has leveled up. Um, she looks real freaky. Uh, I still think from the rear, she's she's a little bit weak. But from the from the front, I think wow, like dealt oh, like bigger than me <laughs> i was in there like wow she is she's massive yeah. even when i went to um yeah. i went to the fit x um in hampton and i mean the standards was okay there but some of the females that stepped on stage were like wow okay yeah. <laughs> these are big you, females like you don't that, when you um, see it george have you seen that girl that um tom harms is coaching that's competing this weekend uh yes i have yes oh, fucking yeah. hell also yes. is it is her name Sarah or Sarah, I think it is something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know the name, but I remember him posting the photo of her. Wow, she looks yeah, incredible. Right. Yeah, she looks so yeah. so so good. Mm. Yeah. I think the even just level the, the standards with the female side of things. The past, like ever since I started bodybuilding, I remember it's just taken that step up now. I think especially the females, they've they've really leveled up their physiques, and the standards is way higher than what it was from what I remember yeah. when I when I first started. Um, but yeah, they, they, she looked she looked great. I must admit. On on the topic of um, on uh, on the topic of Neil as well, I know that you sort of like mentioned what you thought. Um, I kind of see what you mean, but I also think that he has got absolutely like ridiculous physique, and I think he will get rewarded when 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 the time comes. I think it's just like anything at the pro level, you need to almost like build your name up a little bit. I think the the guy mm-hmm. that won has a massive social like massive social. Mm. Uh, I think he's almost like, like in the hundreds of thousands of followers kind of thing. And like not saying that that's the reason why he won. Obviously he had, a, he had a great physique on the day and I think some poses definitely went to him. Not sure about the guy who came second. I'm not sure why he placed ahead of Neil. Like to me, he no. was out of condition in comparison to Neil. Neil did come third, didn't he? Not second. I'm pretty sure he came third. Yeah, third. Um, he came third. Yeah, so um, that's what I thought of that. And yeah, then may- maybe something in the sort of the final few days is maybe it's even just stress, you know, like you even know yourself, the impact that sort of being a bit anxious or worried about a show can have. Um, mm. And, you know, that that can sort of weigh pretty heavy on the look, especially when it comes to fluid retention. I think um, Joe, like Joe Brightman, who we had on the podcast obviously earlier this year, I think he suffered from that quite a bit. Um, mm. I watched his sort of recap video the other day, and I think that was sort of the conclusion that, a lot of stress had built up the travel and, you know, I mean, I, I, I've only been to America once to compete and I know for a fact that doing that, like if I had to do that travel and then another travel and then another travel, like my, my physique would just get just worse. That's the problem with like trying to accumulate points for the Olympia though. Like Mm -hmm. you, you practically have to like go and live somewhere in the States and travel around a shit ton to get them done, especially with the way that a lot of European countries are working at the moment with um, 
amber and and red like you can't even go to portugal without a quarantine it's like it's pretty messy to try and do european um point qualifiers mm. so so yeah i think we just need to have like probably like 12 pro shows in the uk and then everyone from the uk can just accumulate points <laughs> yeah, as easy as that so, um, as easy as that but um what i also wanted to cover i think we'll just cover this as a last last topic for mm-hmm. this episode is just sort of the, like the natural scene at the moment, the way you see it and some exciting people that you sort of got at the top of your head in terms of getting on stage this year. So I know obviously like you recently, you've said you know, you've been sort of driven by getting on the state on stage again and excited by the prospect of it. So like, is there anyone that you're following at the moment that you're particularly sort of excited to see on stage this year? I'm excited to see Lewis. Um, what's Lewis's yeah, last time? So sorry, Lewis. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I know you'll be watching this mate or listening I'm excited to see it because I know based upon, I know, you, was it last year he dieted down, but obviously I think the, the, uh, the COVID hit and then that's when the shows, I can't remember what, if, if it was that, but yeah, from was, seeing what he's done in terms of his, yeah, it's seeing him push up. Um, and I've seen him, I, we've been, I spoke to him a few times about his appetite. I like, you got any tips for your appetite when I was really struggling yeah, um, and I could see him because um I could see him struggling at his meals like an hour long trying to eat and I was thinking the exact same and I was like, got any tips? But from what I've seen so far, you know, he, he has got incredible potential. Um, he's still, is he still a junior? I think he still is. Is he in the last he's year? either at the very top end of the juniors or he'll be in the men's open. Yeah, so. um, he has fantastic potential. So his legs uh, are just absolutely off the chain. Yeah, legs are just crazy, crazy good. So I'll be excited to see that, that's for sure. Um, I know Adam um our 2019 um british champ he's competing this year isn't he so it'll be good to see kind of where he takes to the because he won't be in the juniors will he he'll be in the open so it'll be excited to see kind of where he falls this year um at the moment i mean off the top of my head i, I, don't, I don't i don't know why i can't think of anything anyone else off the top of my head those are the two main people i've been following and keeping yeah. a close eye on um you have to remind me a few others. They'll probably pop into my head if you've got a few others, mate. Uh, I'm just going to mention all my clients, aren't I? <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, Ramon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll be a junior in the UK FBA this year. He's <laughs> going to be someone that's very, very difficult to beat. Again, yep. sort of like if Lewis is a junior still, they'll, they'll be hard to compare because they're kind of similar in some ways. Like Lewis has got a ridiculous lower body i know he's brought up his upper body a lot but still in comparison to basically world-class legs his upper body is a little smaller um Mm -hmm. ramon's in a kind of similar way he's got some very strong upper body parts but he's some some body parts don't quite have what his legs have his legs are absolutely Mm -hmm. again ridiculous yep um surprise surprise both of these guys are training legs at very low volume are very, 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 very strong and move weights with intent. So Mm -hmm. lesson learned for the listeners, if you want big legs, go and follow Lewis. I think his Instagram's like Lou at Future Physiques or something like that. Just search Lou Future Physiques, you'll find it. And then Ramon is, uh, just if you search Ramon and you go onto my my Instagram, you'll find him. Like two Mm -hmm. guys that train legs very, very well and have massive legs to show for it. um so yeah those guys and then like in the men's open categories at least you know aj theo Mm -hmm. those um those dudes are gonna 
they're going to be battling each other at some point, I'm sure. And it's going to be yeah. very interesting. So, yeah, I actually think in the UKFA, they'll be in different categories. But in the BMBF, they'll, um, they'll, they'll definitely meet each other in the heavyweights. So yeah. looking that forward be- to that battle because they're going to both be coming in and they're absolute best. I'm very, very happy with them. Um, very, very happy with their uh, with their preps. Um, I've seen, think, I've seen, they're looking great. I think this year it's been very productive for them in terms of you know getting them to a start point where I was really, really content with conditioning. You know, like both Theo and AJ are both people that get very heavy in the off season, very mm. heavy. Like you should have seen Theo and AJ around about Christmas time. Both very, very heavy. So pulled them down initially, yeah. held them, built back their food dieted them from there and they're both on like they're both on really really good calories like theo's still above 3000 every day aj's in the high twos mostly over threes um not that it means anything but no. we've had to make barely any changes and then just keep dropping every single week so Perfect. i think starting from like and this is what i think i've learned again another lesson learned for myself is that if I'm going to do the short off season thing, I probably don't need to get as heavy as I did last, like this last one. I, I probably don't need to get that, that 201 pound. I don't know whether that's something that I definitely think I agree with yet, but I'm, I'm weighing on the side of, I could have probably just gone to 190, been just as strong, built just as much muscle and then had an easier prep because I think some of the people that do do the really, really big pushes benefit from them. But I think you need to be very, very smart with the way that you structure the prep to not shit off that muscle that you've built by getting there. You really mm. need to be smart because, you know, I think gone are the days of losing 50 to 60 pounds in a prep. Like that's just not efficient. Um, 20 to 30 pounds for most natural dudes is probably in the ballpark of where you want to be losing, like in terms of total weight loss for our prep. Um and I've been consistently doing 40 pounds preps and I probably need to stop doing it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You know, the, uh, the fat off season kid always gets the better of me. And I'm like, okay, I can push a little bit more, push a little bit more. You always mm-hmm. want to visit those limits. And if you don't visit the limits, then what are you doing really? So, yeah, exactly. um, and I like to use myself as a bit of a, a test subject. So I know that if I make a mistake, I won't make it with my clients and I can, be a little bit more reserved and more skilled in the way that I coach clients. And then I can just try some wacky shit with myself. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it'll work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it will, mate. I'm sure it will. You've, yeah, yeah. you've progressed year upon year. So you, you know what you're doing, you know something's what you working. need to do. Um, so something's like you said, something's working. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know how long we've been speaking for, mate. I can't remember the time when we started, but I think for a first episode, just under an hour, I think this is good for a wrap up. People don't want to hear too much about us today. Probably yeah. do like a, maybe a, a Q and a next time, or um, if we can align it, bring on a guest, but if we record these sort of, you know, every week, then we can always do something like a bit of a Q and a at the end and answer some questions for guys and girls that have got questions. Even just reviewing the form clips like we did before, that got oh, yeah, course, quite a yeah. good, great response, didn't it? You know, that's I'll I'll put that back up on my uh, on my uh, story and just get people because loads of people tagged in it, so yeah, it's definitely we worth doing again, made, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. The, um, yeah. the podcast failed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we're back. We're back for good. This one's been good. It's worked totally fine. We're in the clear. So it's happy days. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. And uh, for for people from from the content front. 
if I release this before, then check out the video that's released as episode two, the upshift, which features George. If you haven't yeah. checked out the push day, check it out on George's channel already. George is pumping out the content. Um, George has managed to convince me that I'm going to probably go down the vlogging route as well for this year's prep. So going to get my, uh, my lovely Canon ordered and, uh, yep. upgrade the, uh, the old vlog camera. Yep. So, uh, it's the yeah, best way, mate, honestly, people respect it. People like the, even now people still watch my prep back in 2019. Oh yeah. They still they talk do. to me about it. Yeah. I bet they do. I watch your prep hundred times. Fucking hell. Really? Shit. But people love it. You know, people mate. love it. So definitely. I have, I have the same thing happen with fucking Boston bound with me looking like a, like a lesbian. <laughs> lesbian. Fucking hell. With it no, no offense to any lesbian listeners, by the way, that was not meant to be offenses. It's just, I did look a little bit like a lesbian with the blonde hair. <laughs> Attractive <laughs> lesbian though. Come yeah. on. You must admit. 100%. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> All right, Great so times. We better, we better end it here before it gets silly. All right. Get in trouble. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, whatever you're up to on a walk or just eating a meal, hope you have a fantastic day and we'll chat soon. Yep. Bye.